This morning I want to um, look at, this, at the, the, the theme of the power of praise, the power of praise. And, you know, even, this has even come forth in prophecy this morning as we sacrifice uh, to praise the Lord. You know, there is tremendous power, tremendous power in praise. And the reason why there's so much power in praise and the power of praise is because it brings the presence of God. It brings the presence of God. I will enter, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will enter his courts with praise. praise. Amen. And so we enter God's courts with praise. And praise brings the presence of God in our midst. And, you know, as we praise the Lord and as praising God just becomes our nature, it just becomes our lifestyle, it just becomes something that we do, you know, day after day after day, you know, it will prepare the way. It'll open the door. It'll open the way for God to strengthen us, for God to help us, for God to fight for us, for God to come alongside us, and for God to mightily work on our behalf. And so, praise, praise. We are, we are, we are created in the image of God. God is spirit. God is God, there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We have three. All of them are God, but not three gods. It is the mystery of the Trinity. It is one God. And so we are, we are created in his image. We are, we, all of us, we all have a spirit. We all have the, and with our spirit, we have the capacity to have relationship with the living God. We have a soul. That means our, 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 our will. We can make a decision. It means our mind, our intellect, our thinking. And it means our feelings and emotions that God's created us with. And so... We have a spirit, we have a soul, and we need a body. We have a body as well. We're body, soul, and spirit. And the Godhead is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is three in one. Now, praise particularly involves our soul. Now, praise involves our spirit and involves our body. And with our body, we, 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 we praise the Lord. And we're looking this morning at some of the different ways with our body we can praise the Lord. But particularly, particularly, praise involves our soul. And as we praise God, as we praise the Lord, it can open up our spirit in preparation for worship. And in Luke 1 and verse 46... Luke 1 and verse 46. It says, My soul, my soul doth magnify the Lord. My soul doth magnify the Lord. My soul doth praise the Lord. And my spirit shall rejoice in God my Savior. So our soul, our soul is made up of our, of our will. It's made up of our mind and the, our mind or our intellect. And it's made up thirdly of our of our emotions, feelings. Now, all of us, you know, you know, we we all are created with feelings. We have emotions. We have 
intellect, we have a mind, and we have the power to choose. We have the power of volition, a power of our will that we can choose. And we all chose this morning. We all chose. You made a good decision this morning. You chose to get out of bed. You chose to get ready. And you chose to come to church. And nobody forced you to do that. Well, maybe the, maybe the kids had to. But apart from the, ki- apart from the kids, uh, you know, that was a choice. It was a decision, you know, you made. A decision of your will. And it was a good one. And so with our soul, that's, that's exercising part of our soul, our will. And we have a mind, we, we have intellect, we can think, and of course there are, there are feelings. And so pray in the same way that you made up that choice. You made a choice this morning with your will. You made a choice, yes, you will be in the house of the Lord this morning. Now, praise, it always begins and it stops with the will. And so the will is vital. If we're going to be one, you know, Praising the Lord. Our will is vital. Praise is something that, that we must do. We must do. And God, wants, God speaks, commands us to do. And we heard it this morning in, in, in prophecy. The, the sacrifice of praise. In other words, we must do regardless. Regardless of what we feel. Regardless of what our situation is. Regardless of what our circumstances are. So... Praise is a command of the Lord. And praise praises to our spirit. It's like sunlight to a it's just like sunlight to a flower. And you know, if, if the flowers don't get any sun, you know, they're gonna they're gonna wither, they get wither and die. They're not gonna flourish. But praise to our spirit is like sunlight to a flower, preparing us for worship, preparing us to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Psalm 22 and verse 22, it tells us there, it says, in the midst of the congregation, will I praise you? In the midst of the congregation, will I praise you? In other words, in the midst of the congregation, we can choose. We have a matter of our will, and in the midst of the congregation, I will praise thee. It's a choice, a choice we make. Psalm 57, verse 7. And the psalmist there cries out, My heart is fixed, O Lord. My heart is fixed. In other words, your heart is fixed. A decision has been made. A choice has been made. What is that choice? I will sing and give praise. I will sing. And give praise. Psalm 34 and verse 1. And David is just bubbling up, as it were, with a, you know, thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. And he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And, you know, when David wrote the psalm, He had many enemies surrounding him. Saul was seeking his life. Saul was seeking to kill him. I mean, his life was incredibly difficult. He was fleeing. He was on the run. He was sleeping one night in this cave, another night in another cave. And, you know, no proper food, difficulties, hardships. 
And, you know, that was, that was his life. And in the midst of that, in the midst of that, and Saul was trying to kill him. His life was in very real danger. And, and in the midst of all that, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I mean, what an incredible statement. What an incredible thing to be able to pen, to write down. When you're in, you're in those dire situations, life and death, here the enemies coming against them. I will continually praise the Lord with his mouth. And, you know, no wonder, you know, David saw so many victories over the enemy. And praise is one of the keys to a life of constant victory. And we want to know the victory of the Lord. We want to know, if we want to know God helping us, if we want to know God strengthen us, if we want to know God to be with us. You know, it's a, a vital key is that we learn to live a life of praise. And it's something you learn to live. And it's something you've got to keep on doing. You know, you can be good for a while, and then you can get slack and you can go down. You can forget about, you know, praise welling up in your life. And then you suffer the consequences of it and lose the victory and so on. So praise, praise is a choice. Praise is a part of our soul. It's a decision of our will. It's a decision of our will. Now, secondly, praise relates to our mind, to our thinking, to our intellect. And so as we gather together, you know, in fact, at all times, our mind must be disciplined to concentrate on the words that we are speaking or singing in praise to God. And in Psalm 47 and verse 7, it tells us there, sing ye praises with understanding. Sing ye praises with understanding. In other words, when you praise God, you know, understand. Understand what you're doing. Understand what you're saying. Understand what you're singing. Praises with understanding. Now, if our mind is undisciplined and passive, you know, our, our praise has has, you know, no depth. And our praise can become, our praise, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, and if we don't rein in our, our thoughts and our mind, our praise can become just like a, a ritual, just like a ceremony. It can become just, you know, traditional or ritualist, ritualistic. And, you know, you can be, you can have your, your eyes closed, hallelujah, 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 glory to Jesus. And you can be speaking those words out, and they're great words, but then in your mind, you can be thinking of, you know, that problem you had with your wife before you came to church. You can think, be thinking, well, what are you going to have for dinner when you get back? You can be thinking a hundred while Your mind can be racing all over the place. And so... Our mind, our mind must be disciplined. Sing praises with understanding. And that's why it's important to understand why, why we are giving praise to God. And so one of the key reasons why we are told to give praise to God, it says, Psalm 67, verse 3, let the people 
Praise thee, O God. Let the people praise thee, O God. In other words, it's, it's a command of Scripture. It's a command of people. Scripture, let the people praise thee, O God. Now, we also praise the Lord because he alone, he, he alone is worthy. He, he, he is worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. And now, others are, we can praise others as well. Worship goes only to the Lord, but praise is important. Uh, and the Lord is worthy to be praised. Psalm 63 and 3 and 4. Psalm 63, 3 and 4. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. And there the psalmist is speaking about the great loving kindness of God and, and the goodness of God and how, how great God is towards them. He's worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be praised. And also, when we praise God, he is, he is glorified. And we're looking just some of the reasons why, why we're giving praise to God in the area you know, of our understanding. We're commanded to. In other words, it's a, it's a step of obedience. He's worthy to be prayed, praised. And Psalm 50, verse 23, the Lord is glorified when we offer praise. And whose song we sing, chorus we sing, whoso offereth, pra, whoso offereth praise glorifieth the Lord. So when we praise God, we're bringing glory to God. We're glorifying him. And... As we've shared already this morning, Psalm 104, we come into his courts with praise. In other words, the way to enter in to God's presence is as we praise him. And as praise, we enter into God's presence, and that can lead deeper and deeper. And God wants us to go into true worship in spirit and in truth. And praise, it drives away. It drives away the presence of evil spirits and the powers of darkness. And when that evil spirit came upon King Saul, and when David was, was, was yet young, then he'd be called by Saul, and he would come, and he'd take his harp, and he'd play on the harp, and the presence of God would come down as he ministered on that instrument, and as he, sat, as he sang and he ministered on the instrument, and the demon could not stand. The demons could not stand. The demons fled. The demons left. That evil, those evil spirits left. So it's important to understand why we're giving praise to God. It's also important to understand what you are saying and singing. By you know when we when we sing the praise songs, praise and worship songs. We want to be thinking on those words and we want to be meditating in our hearts, you know, on the choruses and hymns being sung. And uh, for example, Psalm 103 in the first few verses, you know, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You know, forget not all his benefits. Forget not, you know, remember everything that the Lord has done. And as you do that, then you're wanting 
want to praise him and praise him and praise him for all his mighty benefits and all his goodness. And then in the area of our thinking or area of our mind, there's the area of praise conversation. And it's important our minds are creative in speaking praise or in singing a new song to the Lord. And, you know, know, we can just make up words to praise. Lord, I praise you this day. Lord, I thank you. Praise you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, I praise you for your great salvation. Lord, I praise you. Lord, you answered that prayer even this morning. Lord, I praise you for your goodness. And and think of specific things of praising God for, for what he's done and his goodness in so many ways in our lives. So... When we talk of praise, we're talking about our will. It's a a choice, a decision. When we talk about praise, we're talking about our our intellect, our understanding, and how we're to praise God with understanding, with understanding, and not having our mind wandering all over the place, but reining it in by the grace of God and choosing to, 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 to praise the Lord and to understand the reasons why. We praise the Lord. But another aspect of praise is, is our emotions, is our feelings. And God, God has created us with emotions. And now emotions are not to rule us. We're to be ruled, we're to be led by the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit. But nevertheless, we have emotions. And God wants us to express our emotions, our joy, our rejoicing, You know, in the goodness of the Lord. In the goodness of the Lord. Isaiah 51 verse 11. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing. Come with singing unto Zion. Psalm 149 and verse 3. It tells us them. Tells us there. Let them praise his name in the dance. So it's speaking there of praising the name of the Lord, in the dance. Dancing is one way we can express our praise to the Lord. And if we turn to 2 Samuel chapter 6, 2 Samuel Samuel and chapter 6, and David did this, 2 Samuel 6 and verse 14. It says that, and this is when they're bringing the ark. The ark, David had become king over, over, not just over Judah, but over all of Israel. And he comes from Hebron. They go to Jerusalem to Mount Zion. And David is, is in the process of bringing the ark, bringing the ark of the covenant, representing the presence of God from Kudus Jerem, where it was based, and bringing it to Mount Zion on Jerusalem, in Jerusalem. And in verse 14, and David, what did David David was so full of joy. It says, And David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was girded with a linen ephod, which the priest would wear. So it says he danced before the Lord with all his might. And the Greek word, the Hebrew word for danced in, in verse 14, it's a, it's a Hebrew word, kara, kara, and it means to, to, to dance. But it also means like to whirl, to whirl, to whirl around. And to, you know, it's an expression of great joy to dance, to whirl. 
a whirling, a dancing. And then in verse 16, and it says there, well, verse 15, so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Micah looked through a window and saw David leaping. He was leaping. He was leaping, twirling, dance, and, and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. She despised him in her heart and after that time she was she became barren she had no more children and you know God's judgment came upon upon her and and the same word there for dancing in verse 16 it's the same Hebrew word as used in verse 14 where it speaks about dance there which means to 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 whirl to dance or or, or a dancing with you know just incredible incredible joy and release and as we read in Psalm 149 and verse 3, let them praise his name in the dance. And so I want to encourage you in times of sometimes when we, when we you know, uh, some of the praise songs we sing, and uh, to begin to let those legs move and begin to dance before the Lord and step out and dance before the Lord. Um, Psalm 63 and verse 5, it says there, My mouth shall praise thee. My, my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Thy mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. And Nehemiah tells us, Nehemiah 8 verse 10, The joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord shall be your strength. And there's a, a, scripture, a scripture in Psalm 8 and verse 2. Psalm 8 in verse 2, and this scripture, it's, this was quoted by Jesus, but in Psalm 8 verse 2, the psalmist says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings have you ordained strength. Now Jesus quotes that in Matthew 21 and verse 16. But he, he changes it around a little bit, and it's a little bit different. And when Jesus is quoting Psalm, 40, Psalm 8 and verse 2, he puts it like this. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. One says perfected praise, and, and the, Matthew 8 says that ordained praise, and Matthew 21, 16, thou hast perfected praise, perfected praise. In other words, one has ordained strength, and the other scripture, perfected praise. In other words, there's a thought there, there's a thought there, that through perfected or joyful praise, we receive spiritual strength. And when we are joyfully from our hearts, praising the Lord. At that same time, we are opening up ourselves for the strength of God to be poured in us and to be poured into us and receiving strength from God. So receiving strength, spiritual strength, it comes as we joyfully praise the Lord through, through perfected or joyful praise. And so 
we are to express our emotions in praising God. And, you know, be also in, the serv- in, the, in, the, in a service, you know, in a service, obviously, on the one hand, you don't want things to go out of control. You want things to be done decently and in order. But on the other hand, you know, we want all things to be done. Let all things be done. And so God is a God of emotion, and there's a time in services at the right time for us to express that joy. You know, sometimes to shout out, sometimes to do some action, sometimes to move our legs around a bit and to dance unto the Lord and to express that joy uh, and our emotions in praising God. You know, as you're aware, some churches, there's no emotion whatsoever. But on the other hand, some Pentecostal churches, you know, go to, a, you know, go to extremes and everyone's shouting out and yelling out. And, and you know, there's just a, you know, I've been in, in, in churches, especially overseas, where there's just been sort of chaos and, and so on, just out of control. So... Yes, our emotions, God wants us to release our emotions in praise to him, but also to be under the control of the Holy Spirit. And Psalm 61 and verse 3 tells us that God, God has given us a special garment, a special garment, a special jacket, a special coat that we can put on, and that is the garment of praise. Psalm 61.3, God has given us a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. When we're feeling a bit heavy, we're feeling a bit depressed, we're feeling a bit down, we're feeling a bit discouraged, put on your jacket, put on your garment, put on your coat, put on the garment of praise. And Isaiah says the garment of praise to replace the spirit or for the spirit of heaviness. And the spirit of heaviness is a spirit of depression. You know, today in America, you know, millions of people are under all kinds of depression, you know, tablets and medication and things they take because of, because of worry, because of anxiety, because they're down, because they're depressed. But we're not going to need any of that stuff if we're one who praises the Lord. I mean, as we praise the Lord, God's strength comes. As we praise the Lord, we receive God's joy. As we praise the Lord, God prepares us for victory. As we, as we praise the Lord, you know, God works on our behalf. God works on our behalf. And God wants each one, he wants each one of us to be free If the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. He wants each one of us to be in liberty. And, you know, one of the keys is putting on that garment, the garment of praise, the garment of praise, and using that to replace a spirit of heaviness. Sometimes Sometimes a spirit of heaviness can be a demonic spirit which seeks to take away from God's people their spiritual strength. And, and sometimes, you know, in, in some services I've been, been, been in, inflicting them with sorrow and weeping 
during times of praise. Now, there's a time for sorrow, and there's a time to weep, and there's a time for grief. That is true. But not during times of praise. And, and, and sometimes the enemy comes in, afflicting God's people with sorrow and weeping during times of praise. And it, it doesn't lift it, the meeting, but it, it brings it down. And, the, you know, the, 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 the enemy comes in. And some of the ways I've seen that in, in services, I've, you know, some, some services, you know, the music team is like a rock band. And, they're, you know, bashing on the, the drums and the... the uh, bass guitar and so on, boom, boom, boom. And it's just, you know, if you didn't hear the words, it, it's like, a, it's just stirring up the flesh, stirring up the flesh. And, you know, it can become very sensuous and, you know, very wrong. Um, and so by the grace of God, we, we, we want emotions. We want, we want our emotions to be involved, but not excess emotions like some churches are into. In fact, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, one of the fruit of the Spirit is temperance. The fruit of the Spirit is temperance. And so, in praise involves our will, involves our mind, involves our emotions. And then, as we've heard in prophecy this morning, there is the, the sacrifice of praise. There is a sacrifice of praise. And in the Old Testament... You know, only the tribe of, of Levi were priests and offered up animal sacrifices. But in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, each one who's a believer, we're all called to be priests. All believers are called priests and are called to offer up sacrifices, spiritual sacrifices. Peter says, talks about offering up spiritual sacrifices sacrifices to the Lord. So in the Old Testament, there were literal sacrifices that they offered to the Lord. They would kill a sheep, they would kill a goat, they would kill a, they would kill a bull, and they would cut off the, 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 they'd shed the blood, they'd catch the blood, they'd, they'd cut off the legs, they'd take out the inward parts, they would put it on the brazen altar, and it would be a, a literal sacrifice, an animal sacrifice. Now, once Jesus died on the cross and shed his pre precious blood, there was no need for animal sacrifices to con continue on. But so there is a sacrifice, a literal sacrifice, but the Apostle Peter writes to the believers about offering spiritual sacrifices unto the Lord. And, you know, one of those sacrifices is the sacrifice of praise. And... Jonah was one who, who offered a sacrifice. It was a great sacrifice for him. It was called a sacrifice of thanksgiving or a thank, sacrifice of praise in Jonah chapter 2. But when he offered that, he was, he was in the belly of that, that big fish. And it wasn't very pleasant. And I read about an Indian, an Indian brother that I met in India. He's gone to be with the Lord now, but he had a unique relationship with the Lord, and, and he'd seen various Bible characters, and in one of his visions, he, was, he saw Jonah, 
and he, he met Jonah. And Jonah was, he was just a little guy. He was a short, he was, he was a short stature, maybe something like Zacchaeus. And, and the Indian pastor, his name was Danacharan, and Danacharan said he looked, he looked very simple. And he spoke, and then he spoke a few words to, to um, Danacharan because Danacharan was asking, you know, in the vision, he was asking Jonah a question. And, and, and he said to Jonah, he said, well, sir, how did you feel when you were in the be- belly of a big fish while you were, while you were in this world? How, how did you feel? What was it like? And, and then Jonah replied to the Nacarin, and, and Jonah said, it was a very agonizing experience. The digestive acid in the belly of the fish would surround me from all sides. And I would be submerged in that, in that horrible acid. And the acid would try to digest me. My whole body will be burning. And, and, I will, and, and he said, I, will, I would scream out. I would scream at the top of my voice for God to help me and come out of its onslaught. And he, he'd call out and he, he, he'd cry out to the Lord. And it says that he, he it says in Scripture, he actually... Uh, you know, he, he, he offered a, a, a sacrifice, a sacrifice of thanksgiving, of praise unto, unto, the, unto the Lord. And then, and, and then also the, this, the Jonah said to the man that, you know, as he did that, and the grace of God, the grace of God came. As he made that sacrifice of praise, the grace of God came to help him. The grace of God came to help him. And so, sacrifice. He sacrificed the voice of thanksgiving. And then, you know, instead of Jonah feeling sick, then the fish got sick, and the fish came and vomited Jonah out onto the dry land. I mean, what an what a, what a incredible story. I mean, what, what a time to, to praise God when you're, you know, you're in that seemingly hopeless condition inside the the belly of a huge fish. Habakkuk was one. He put on that garment of praise. He, he offered the sacrifice of praise. And in Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 17, and, and Habakkuk, was, he was a prophet who ministered just before the destruction of Jerusalem when the temple was destroyed in 586 BC by the Babylonians. And he... He, he ministered shortly before that time. And it was a time then of, 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 of great difficulties, of great hardships, because the city was surrounded by the Babylonians. And they couldn't go out and grow their crops and everything else. And, but Habakkuk, Habakkuk, he knew the key of praise in his life. And he knew the sacrifice of praise. And he's able to, a, a, a triumphant statement at the end, end of his little book. In fact, his, his, his Habakkuk's, Habakkuk's book is only three chapters, but at the end of that book, in the last verse of that book, we see you know, the triumph of, ha- of, of Habakkuk, and we see that he was one. He loved to praise God, and he loved to offer that sacrifice of praise. And in verse, seven, verse 17, it says, Chapter 3 and verse 17, although the fig tree shall not blossom, 
neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock must be cut off from, from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. In other words, everything, everything he could think of goes wrong. Absolute disaster. You know, they, they're an agricultural society. If the crops don't grow, they, they, they can't eat. But Habakkuk is saying, though the fig tree, it doesn't blossom. There's no fruit on the vines. The fields yield no food. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. No herds in the stall. What does he say? Verse 18. He says, yet, yet, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. In other words, yet, yet I will rejoice in, in the Lord. Another word of saying, yet, I will praise the Lord. Yet, I will offer the sacrifice of praise to the Lord. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet. He will make me to walk upon the high places. In other words, he, as he praises God, as he offers the sacrifice of praise, God will come, and God will lead him in victory. And God will lead him in victory. God will lead him in triumph. And God wants to lead each one of us, you know, in victory, in triumph. And a, and a tremendous key is the sacrifice of praise. And that's why Paul writes in the New Testament to the Hebrews, in Hebrews 13 and verse 15, you know, by him, by him, through the Lord, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Not just when we feel like it, not just when things are going well, but let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. You know, we saw in 1 Peter 2 and verse 5, we saw that we're called to be priests unto God and to offer up spiritual sacrifices. And in Hebrews 13, then the writer of Hebrews is telling us what one of those sacrifices is. And it says, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And so the sacrifice of praise, it is praise we offer to the Lord when our feelings are down, when we must, sometimes we've got to like stir ourselves, stir ourselves to praise the Lord. We don't feel like it. We, we, we need to talk to our soul at times and say, soul, 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 wake up. Soul, stir yourself. Soul, begin praising the Lord. Soul, begin rejoicing. And we, we have to stir ourselves to praise the Lord. And, you know, at such times, you know, it costs something. It's not easy. There is a cost. There is a cost. And that's why David said, David was, was offered offered to, to, to be given by Ornan the Jebusite, the, the, the place of sacrifice. And Ornan said, just take it, take it, David, as a gift. And David said, no, no, I will, I, will, I will pay the full price. I will not offer to the Lord without sacrifice, without cost, without cost. And at times it is costly. At times it is very costly to praise the Lord. And, and at pray, praise at such times costs something. And therefore, that's why it's called, you know, the sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of praise.
Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we, we do bless you. We love you this morning. And Lord, even as we've been talking about praise and the sacrifice of praise, oh God, Lord, so many people know these truths, but Lord, maybe so few practice them. And Lord, we pray that you would cause us, cause us to be a people of praise, cause us to love you, Cause us to be a people of rejoicing. Lord, may we express our emotions to you in praise. May we be deciding constantly to praise you, to bless your name. Oh, God, even with our thoughts, Lord, may they be reined in. And may we think of different reasons why we can praise you. And so that we praise you with understanding. Oh, God, Lord, we pray that you would lead us experientially, even into the truths, the marvelous truths, Lord, of, of, of entering into the sacrifice of praise. Oh, God, Lord, we pray, Lord, for each one this morning, Lord, that we will not just be, Lord, hearers of your word, but, oh, God, Lord, even these simple truths, Lord, might be worked in each of our lives and that we would be known as a people who love to praise the Lord. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.